Lou decided to join the podcast. Caddis Interruptus. I think that that's is their name, right? I think so. Yeah, that's their, you know, phylum or whatever. Anyway, oh, we're doing a podcast. Oh, all right. Oh, what the fuck's up on here? We don't need that. All right, people, that crappy fucking public domain music could only mean one thing. What's that, Sam? Time once again. For the second time, actually. History If You're High. Here in the History If You're High podcast studio, my name's Sam. Sitting across the room over there in a lazy bar recliner. Just legs akimbo. It's Pierre. How you doing, Pierre? I'm doing great. And 3.2 miles away, we got Doc. How you doing, Doc? Did you unmute his channel? Oh, Doc, I, for- I forgot to unmute you. Go ahead, Doc. Well, I was still vertical. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I had you muted. All right. We're here doing another another podcast. What we do here is we take kind of lesser known stories in history and, you know, we get kind of fucked up and, uh, and go through them. I got, uh, not me. Well, not Doc. You're, you're just on your normal meds, right? Yeah. Well, you're kind of naturally fucked up. Well, yeah, as as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. As crap as they put me through, it's no wonder I'm still human. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I got me a couple of big uh, triple, triple scotches on ice here. Hang on, let me take a sip. Oh, nice. I took a, a whole teaspoon of uh, kratom today. Yeah, I took a handful of pills. And uh, I, I am a sinner today. It is not single malt. It is blended scotch. Ugh. But you know what happens when you call a sinner a sinner, right? They just laugh at you. They fucking know, right? <laughs> or they, or they do that, duh, which is offensive. I think duh is offensive. Well, if you give a priest a shot, he'll forgive you. <laughs> you know, priest never gave me a shot. I was an ugly child. <laughs> but a priest will give you a shot in the ass, man. It's, it's. They give you that holy sperm. You have to swallow. You have to swallow, though. You don't go to heaven if you don't swallow. I thought that was the cracker. No, that's priest. All righty. <laughs> uh, let's get to some stupid shit right here. I have up here somewhere. I thought I had. No, I guess I don't. We have this. <coughs> All right. Stupid little tidbits of history. Oh, the fucking cats are all over the place. You gotta watch out. I'm, I'm telling you, they had their worm medicine. They're shitting. They're just huge shitters. They're gonna do. You know, they're gonna drop a, a, at least a couple of deuces in the box here. We got Miles looking at me over here. Just because we're fucking podcasting, right, Doc? You know how they are. Oh, of course. There's a fucking fine ass litter box right down the hall, all the way to the other end of the house. Clean as can be. They'll come drop deuces here during a podcast. I think it's Pierre. 
think it's beer or does it? They're trying to cover up the smell. <sighs> yeah, of us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Hey, Pierre, say something. Uh, something? Do I need to get closer? No. No, I'll, I'll, I'll raise you. Cat's on the board again. Uh, no, just your level just wasn't quite right here. Huh. You're not sounding right in the headphones. Say hey again. Hey. There's your beautiful tone. All right. All right, here's some uh, stupid little tidbits of history. Here's my sources. Uh, history Collection, Business Insider, and Best Life. I'm not saying they're solid sources. I'm just saying that's the sources I used, right? I hope I don't get as hoarse as I did last <laughs> podcast. Here what's, we our, go. what's our subject today? Oh, our, our, our tale? Mm-hmm. Our tale today is the history of us. Oh, that's right. Not Doc. <laughs> the history of us, not Doc. We'll get to it. All right. From the 1940s to the 1970s, I had to check this. I had to check this because I didn't believe it, but it's true. Ivy League schools took nude front and back photos of incoming freshmen uh, with metal pins sticking out of their back. It was for a massive study on how rickets... You remember rickets, Doc? That was a yeah. Big, that was a big-ass disease back in the day, rickets. Uh a massive study on how rickets was developed. In the late 70s, an employee at Yale found a stash of all the photos, including photos uh, included in the photos. Here's just a few. George W. Bush. I have him Jorge W. Bush here. I guess I was joking. I should have said that. It was probably a joke I had in mind. I was so high I don't remember. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Diane Sawyer, kind of uh, like to see that. Jesus. Meryl Streep. Oh, she was gorgeous when she was young. You ever seen The Deer Hunter? Oh, no, I was in over Hillary. Yeah. No, she was hot when she was young. She was. But as a human being, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, Doc, you've seen The mm. Deer Hunter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, some dude just walked past my window right there in a white hat bug guy if you hear shots something happened yeah you uh, you've seen the deer hunter right doc yeah meryl yeah. streep is hot as balls in that right mm-hmm. she's hot as fuck uh, and plenty more big names the photos were supposedly uh su- supposed they've been burned right but only time will tell you know they'll come out right let's see here's another one just like the photo of Mary White. Of who? Oh, I mean, Betty White. Oh, Betty White? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. She was really hot. She's still hot. I'd bang her at 90. <laughs> Too bad she's like 98. I would have banged her at 90, though. Once she hit she's like 90. She's still 90. No, I think she's like 98 now. Once no, she... she's, still, she's just 90. Alex Trebek was just talking about... Uh, retiring and having her step up and uh, they mentioned the fact that since Alex Trebek is 80 something then and she's 90 then oh if she's still 90 I'd still bang her yeah. I'd still bang her 95 is my cutoff point <laughs> alright in the early 20th century uh, men would swap oh god 
I remember this. I read a whole fucking story oh. about this. It's unreal. Sam was right. 98. She's 98? Yeah. Okay, I can't bang her. Past 95. All right, in the 20th century, in the early 20th century, I read a whole fucking like short story on this. It, it, it's fucking amazing. Uh, I believe... Fuck... Yeah, I think it was in History Collection and uh, Forbes. Here's what men would do, Doc. You know hats were a big thing, right? Everybody <laughs> yeah, had to yeah. wear a hat. So men would swap out from straw hats to felt hats in, on September 15th. Purely for fashion sense, but that was like the rule. September 15th, you swapped out your straw hat for a felt hat and that was like all over the fucking country right it was like a thing it was like a thing you remember uh, like man buns it was a thing like that god those it are was, still around yeah so are straw hats <coughs> I like straw hats by the way better than a man bun straw hats uh, let your head breathe right Doc yeah well W.C. Fields always wore a straw flat top straw hat you know that yeah Whenever well, there's there was two times you didn't see him in films that wearing a uh, straw hat. Yeah, and Curly wore it, and he would make the machine gun sound with it. Digga, 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 digga. Yeah, yeah. All right, if you didn't swap out your straw hat for a felt hat, <clears throat> let me get this mic in place. You were ridiculed, and your hat was taken and stomped on. That was like high, high fucking insult back in the day of hat. There was a time, not too long ago, I remember when I was young, like my grandparents and older people would not leave the house without a hat. They had to have a hat. Hmm. It was a thing. So they would take your hat and stomp on it. Okay, Doc, in 1922, the shit finally hit the fan and there were riots in the streets until men could wear whatever the fuck hat they wanted. There was actually like riots all over the goddamn country of like, you're not taking my fucking straw hat anymore. I'll wear my straw hat any the fuck time. It, it took riots. Damn straight. For people to be able to wear their straw hats after September 15th. The Portland of hats, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was gonna go to Seattle, but yeah, Portland, Portland probably hits it more right. I know uh, there was a huge one in Chicago I was reading. And, and like, New York, there were, like, gangs of straw hatters, right? <laughs> <laughs> Roaming the streets, like, take my hat, motherfucker. Take my hat. And well, they had, like, pipes and shit, right? <laughs> they were... Uh, you get, that can also relate to the uh, zoot suit wars of the uh, exactly. mid forties. Right, uh, 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 Spanish, uh, Hispanic, uh, Hispanic, Mexican, and Latino mm. wore zoots. Yeah, yeah. They they tried to ban them, and there was a huge fucking ride about that. Uh, thank you. For, <laughs> thank you. I got a. Remind me to. Oh, I have a pen right here. I'll write it down. We'll have to do that. Zoot. Zoot suit riots. You know what a zoot suit is? Pete? No idea. Uh, look it up on your phone. All right. They came back. Uh, 
you remember when swing bands started coming yeah, out? Yeah. Zoot Suits came out again. At the 30s? No, like in the early 2000s. <laughs> Brian Setzer and uh, uh, Big Bag. Paula Abdul did the uh, that song with the uh, cartoon cat. Yeah, and it had a zoot and, suit on. And the cat was wearing a zoot suit. Opposites attract, is that it? Okay, so a uh, baggy pants and a long coat. And look at the hat. And, uh, okay, yeah, round hat. See, that came back yeah, in the, 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 uh, the swingers. Uh, the waist right? went all the way up to their chest like old Jewish men wear. Yeah, so with it, suspenders, yeah. yeah it was, there was a reason for that because you didn't have to buy a cummerbund. Cummerbunds were expensive as fuck. Back in the day, you had to buy a cummerbund to go with your suit. It was a thing. What's a cummerbund? It's that white piece that attaches around your waist that covers up your belt and shit. Pierre, we're going to have to smack you. They wear them at weddings a lot. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, tuxedos. Yeah. Most tuxedos still have cummerbunds. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Thank you, Linda. Well, okay, let me move this mic again. Thank you, Lou. How you doing? All right. The U.S. government, uh, government poisoned alcohol in the 1920s. I remember that. Killing 10,000 Americans. All right. It was in order to stop the theft of industrial alcohol. Okay, industrial alcohol. Uh, was... Uh, not ethyl. Is that right, Doc? Which one is the one that kills you, ethyl or methyl? We made moonshine. Which one did we yeah, remove? Uh, <laughs> we used to make moonshine. Ethanol. Yeah. You you have to take that out, right? But industrial yeah. alcohol doesn't have that. So you can take industrial alcohol and, like, blend it with, like, fruits and stuff and make wines and shit, right? Okay. Yeah. And it was legal. Because it was industrial, you know. So you didn't make the alcohol; you just flavored it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Medics during World War II uh, would go ahead and and hide their uh, alcohol that they were used for sterilizing. Right. Because uh, certain groups of soldiers, sailors, Marines, and whatever would steal it. Right. And mix it with uh, peach juice. Yeah. And it, it also, it was used for like machinery. It was used to actually make munitions. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of ammunition had industrial alcohol in it as a component of the, uh, uh, like a spark went off, the alcohol was lit, the munition went off. So it was in like bombs and shit, right? It was actually and, used to uh, make munitions. And the Russians used uh, the same type of alcohol as a de-icer on their fighter right. aircraft. Right, and it would be sprayed on wings of aircraft, and too. Yeah, yeah. It, they yeah. had a lot of uses for it, so it was legal. Man, Russians, even their planes were drinking vodka. So people would just go buy these big jugs of industrial alcohol, right? And make their own wines or gin or whatever. But uh, the government says, ha, 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 if we poison it, they'll stop drinking it. No. 
So in order to stop the theft of industrial alcohol, the government decided to simply poison it. Worked out just fine. After 10,000 people died, they said, well, we'll take the poison. And hundreds more thousand that went blind. Went blind. Fucking A. Yeah, because uh, the poison they put in it, uh, if it didn't kill you, it just fucked you up for life. Yeah. Here we go. All right, Doc. This I found amusing, and it's probably only amusing to me. Everyone else out there probably think this is just stupid. But I, I just laughed my ass off when I read this. Okay, Napoleon. Pierre, you know Napoleon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the guy with the syphilis had his hand in the shirt. Yeah. He actually Dude, wasn't he was a short, short guy. guy. No, yeah. he was average. He was actually not a short guy. He was like a couple inches above average. Average height was like 5'5". Five, five. He's like 5'7". Yeah, he's my height. But they kept calling him. They they diminished him like America does with, with the countries they hate. They just make up shit and all of a sudden they're evil. Yeah, Canadians. Well, yeah, he was short. Yeah, them fucking Canadians, man. You know what? Like 80% of the Canadian population live right at the fucking border. And they're just ready to fucking come across any goddamn day. I've been saying that for years. You ever seen Canadian bacon? Michael Moore was right on that shit. <laughs> Damn maple backs. <laughs> you ever seen Canadian bacon? Yeah. It's a, it's a funny-ass movie. It's just sliced ham. Oh, the movie now. <laughs> okay, you brought the podcast to a halt with that. I hope you're happy, Pierre. I'm never happy. Oh, no. He's got a grin on his face, Doc. You know he loves it. When he shuts us up, he loves it. All right. So, anyway, Napoleon wanted to hunt some rabbits, right? I'm Napoleon. I got a day off. What am I going to do? I want to hunt some rabbits. Rabbit season. Uh, rabbits, big food back then. Oh, yeah. Rabbits were like A number one. Rabbits and quail. There's plenty of rabbits around. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh... You couldn't pull a hair without finding a rabbit. So, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I ring the bell. All right. So, uh, so his chief of staff gathered together three thousand rabbits and caged them up. Got three thousand rabbits. Napoleon bound to get one of them, right? Uh, letting the emperor know that the hunt was ready, he made his way to the cage and waited for the signal. Napoleon gave the command and he opened the cage and Napoleon was attacked by 3,000 pissed off bunnies. <laughs> it was said to be quite vicious for bunnies. Run away, run away, run no, away. All the fucking bunnies just ran at him. 3,000 bunnies just <laughs> jumped his goddamn fucking Napoleon ass. And you know he can't run fast. He was probably in all his emperor gear, right? You can't run in that shit. You know, it probably had medals on and shit. And the bunnies are like... the holy head grenade. With the gnashing teeth. Mm, 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 <laughs> you know? <laughs> Doc beat you to it. I was about to get there, too. <laughs> no, that's why, that's why it made me la laugh my ass off, Doc, because... I thought of the Holy Grail, right? Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah. It, it's the first thing that came to mind, you know? But 3,000 pissed off bunnies just coming at your ass. They were like, you gonna... It'll take you fucking two minutes just to reload that goddamn gun you have. 
Yeah. You know, they still had like muskets and shit. Uh, they could do it in under a minute if they're proficient. It's Napoleon. He's an emperor. People do it for him. You're right. So he probably had five or six people two. With, with guns ready for him. Yeah. Uh, two. Two's not going to work against 3,000 pissed off rabbits. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Maybe if he had one of those crowd control pistols. He's like, where's the tortoise? Where's the fucking tortoise when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Did he get any of them, though? Oh, no. No, they got him. <laughs> Let's just say the hunt was called off. All right, the Puritans uh, got on the Mayflower and sailed across the Atlantic because, hey, they're going to come up again later in our story about us. Oh, yeah. Not Doc. We, we so, met uh, some of them. <laughs> we were here More be- like you, Sam. Yeah, we were here before them. So, But we're not... Uh, no, being a Puritan... Oh, yeah, just wait. Hang on, let me take another. No, it's blended today. Yeah, I'm a sinner. Goddamn sinner. Goddamn sinner. It is good, though. All right, so the Puritans got on the Mayflower and sailed across the Atlantic because they could not tolerate the religious freedom allowed in Holland and much of Europe. See, people think they came here. You know, to be, escape persecution. Right, but no, that's not it. They weren't allowed to persecute, so like, ah. Yeah, so that's basically <laughs> what happened. So here's what happened. Uh, they could not stand that uh, Jews and Catholics were allowed to pray as they pleased. And those goddamn atheists, you know, fuck them. Uh, well, the pilgrims actually landed on Plymouth Rock so they could start a colony that strictly would not allow religious freedom. The penalty was death. And that's a fact, people. Yay. (laughs) For all you wasps that bring about ancestors coming over on the Mayflower, it's not religious freedom. They came here so they could establish one fucking religion and not tolerate anyone else. Who's that over there? Miles. Oh, God damn. Religious totalitarianism. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And if you if you did not worship as they worship or wanted to, you know, heaven forbid, I don't know, be a Catholic or a Jew. No, you were dead. So kind of like China. Okay. No. Well, you know what I'd be looking for. No, not like China. More like uh, early fucking Saudi Arabia. Okay. Well, yeah, because they actually have a deity. China's like it's Mao. Uh, China has no deity, but it's right. That's right, what I but, meant. But early fucking Saudi Arabia. Well, they still fucking behead people now, but except in Dubai, because you know tourist industry. Yeah. Doc, you were about to say something. Well, yeah, during that uh, during that Puritan period, and uh, you know, first thing I'd be looking for, titties. I'd be looking for that lady with the big A fucking sewn on her clothes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. You you were looking for somebody to fuck. Sewn, didn't yeah. they brand? You find that adulterer, bring her to me. Yeah, no, no. See, Doc, I know Doc. Here's Doc. He would see her, he would take her, he would bang the fuck out of her, and the next day at church, he'd be in the front row going, oh, Jesus, just like these other people say. I'm with you. I'm with all you people. 
fucking bullshit. Where's your sinners at? I'll take I'm care of them. The, Where's your sinners at? <laughs> I'm be in the back row fucking hitting a flask. <laughs> oh, they all drank. You had to drink. Uh, uh, they made like uh, beer and ale and stuff. Yeah, you had to drink that for... Uh, it, there was something in the malt or whatever helped prevent some goddamn disease or something they had. It's another thing I read. We might get to someday. Yeah, but they all drank. All right. Speaking of drinking, at the height of his drunken paranoia, hey, Doc, your favorite guy, Richard Nixon. You're a big Nixon guy, right? Uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, I got to vote for the first time for during that period. Mm-hmm. I voted for Nixon because there was a big thing going on that he was going to go ahead and uh, relax the drug laws. Right. That, so, that uh, yeah, he's got my vote. And then turns out, you know, he was a crook and I never voted again. And he started the whole war on drugs, too. He did the exact opposite. Hey, same yeah. here. My first vote was in 1980. Wasn't that with the... I turned 18. In October and November, I voted for the first time. Ronald Reagan. Big mistake. Everybody, everybody has this love of oh, Ronald Reagan. Oh, the Reagan years. If you actually lived through the Reagan years, they were fucked up, right, Doc? Uh, I was in the military during the Reagan years, so um, um, it, it the only thing you know, the only thing I knew about Ronald Reagan was. Uh, um, it was after the um, the Beirut incident. Oh, uh, yeah, cut and run? And uh, no, uh, where they blew up uh, the uh, embassy building oh. or, or the battalion landing building and killed uh, 233 Marines. Yeah, and he just withdrew everybody from there. <laughs> but then he established uh, the rapid deployment forces, which meant one-third of all the military would have uh, uh, would be ready at a moment's notice to be able to go into a conflict and so uh, uh, I was kind of uh, volunteered into to be this. a member yeah. of a rapid deployment forces and they chose such good places to go like Grenada yeah, Grenada. Yeah, <laughs> Bermuda. No, no, no. This is not. This is not a Beach Boys song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway. I thought it was Jimmy Buffett. No, no, no. that was the Beach Boys. Yeah, Beach you're right. Uh, Kokomo, right? Mm. I, you know, the best version is I remember is fucking Kermit the Frog singing it. So. <laughs> okay, so at the height of his drunken paranoia, he plotted to kill. Uh, Washington columnist Jack Anderson. Now this is true. They actually have phone calls and all the recordings of him plotting to have this guy killed. Okay. He he was not a healthy man at this point. <coughs> what doc? This is at the time where he was fucking talking to the statues and talking to the pictures. You know, and AIDS had to be around him to stop him from talking to the pictures and shit. So. 
His plan was either to put poison in his medication or give him shit tons of LSD. So, Doc, who was the man he called in for the job? You gotta know. G. Gordon Liddy. No, G. Gordon Liddy. Oh. And he was all in. Uh, but he was finally talked out of it, and, and he's still pissed off to, to his this day if he's fucking still alive, that old bastard. Who's that, Reagan? G. Gordon Liddy. You paying attention? You listening? We're doing a podcast here. Yeah. I just read something. Take notes. <laughs> There'll be a... There'll be a it's, cast after the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a quiz. What are you What are you doing on your phone, man? Seeing if G. Gordon Liddy's alive. Is he? If he is, he's got to be fucking <laughs> shit tons old. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yep. That bald ass bastard. Oh, he is super bald. All right, here's the last one, Doc. In World War Two. The Russians train dogs. Doc, I think you've told me this story before. Mm-hmm. The Russians train dogs to run under tanks wearing bombs that would detonate mm-hmm. taking out the tank and the dog, right? Yeah. Worked like a charm, except the tanks were that they were trained to do, to run under, were Russian tanks. Yeah. So... They let them loose, and they blew up a fucking bunch of Russian tanks. They wouldn't run. There's the tanks we're supposed to run under. They're shooting over there. Fuck that. And so uh, (laughs) they wasted a lot of dogs and a lot of people and a lot of tanks. Yeah, well, they trained them well. You're supposed to run under the tank, and the dog goes, okay, I, I see the tank. The tank looks like this. It's green. It's got a red star on it. I run under it. And go to the dog star. Well, gray star, but... Russian tanks? Russian. Russian tanks didn't have... Russian tanks had red star. Red star. You think the dog knew that? No, no, the dog... Just (laughs) recognized the shape of the fucking tank. The dog recognized the shape. (laughs) Colorblind. Yeah, you colorblind bastard. Hey, what are you doing wearing a green shirt and pink shorts? My shorts are black. Racist. All right. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Hey, it's time for an ad. We got to do an ad break. So we got to officially do a goddamn ad break, Doc. So Go ahead. I need some tea. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys. You ever think about making your own podcast? Well, now there's an easy way to make, monetize, distribute, and record your podcast all in one place. That places Anchor FM. Anchor FM makes podcasting easy. You can record directly onto the site. They will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Or you can direct it to your own choice of podcatchers. You can monetize your podcast with no minimum listener base. Anchor FM will match you with sponsors that particularly suit your podcast. Listeners can message you right on the site. And it's all free. That's right. Podcasts for free on Anchor FM. Face it. Free is a bargain at any price. Go to Anchor FM and start podcasting today. Hey, Doc, you made you made that ad sound like a porn, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh, I'm finished. Let me light a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely. We we were muted. We were laughing. Pierre's got tears coming out of his eyes. Over there. That was absolutely wonderful, Doc. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You made that. Oh, I got you too loud. You made that ad be just right. Adam Twelve on. What the hell's going on? Mm, scotchy scotch scotch. All right. It's time for this week's story. I don't remember writing this. Oh, it's going to be good. So there could be all kind of shit in it. All right. Here we go. Oh, let me get this one down here. I need this one right here. Oh, so much shit to do. So much shit to do. All right. Episode two, right? There we are. Let's open that bad boy up. All right. This one's called The Story of Us, Not Doc. Well, The Story of Us, Well, Not Doc. Yeah, put an extra word in. All right, here's my uh, sources. Uh, Wisconsin.edu, The History of Cajun Country, uh, Britannia.com, Lafayette Travel, Encyclopedia.com, and I did not use any of my personal books for it. Okay. Because the books I have... You know, my family's kind of the hero of it, you know. So we don't want to get there, right? You know what I'm saying? You know how that ends up. All right. Here's the thing. We live in a in Louisiana, in the southwest region known as Acadiana. We're all Cajuns, except for Doc. He's from West Texas, specifically from... <laughs> specifically not from East Texas, I wrote <laughs> because when you ask yeah, Doc, West Texas. you ask Doc where he's from, he says West Texas. Well, Texas is huge. Yeah, but Doc has a specific hatred for East Texas, right, Doc? Uh, there's a certain dislike. Yeah, Texas is like four times the size of Louisiana. <laughs> All right. Even though my family got here in the 1700s, uh, I'm the first generation of my family that English is their first language. That's a fact. And it makes me laugh when people go, we can't have these brown people here because they don't assimilate. My family got here in the 1700s. I'm the first generation of my family that English is the first language. First generation. Nobody had a problem with us. There was no militias out to send us back to... Canada and France never happened because the food was good eh, we're, we're light skinned we're light skinned oddly I'm green eyed most Cajuns are brown eyed I'm green eyed uh, I got that from my mother's side my eyes are nearly black they will be after the podcast if you don't pay attention <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we're a strange breed of people right Doc Amen. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, where we live and how we act is truly—it's—it's it's like no place else on earth. Uh, at least, no place in the United States. So, here is the story of why we are here, and why we are like we are. We talk different, celebrate different, worship different, and certainly drink different. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so climb aboard your P-Rope 
and come on down to Bayou with us. You ready, Doc? Here we go. There were around uh, 700,000 Cajuns right now <coughs> living in South Louisiana and were descended from French Canadians. In 1604, about 18,000 French-speaking Catholics from Brittany, uh, Piotu, and Normandy, they were shown the exit from France. <laughs> See ya. Get the fuck out, right? Quoi? And uh, establish a colony of uh, Acadia, now in Nova Scotia, 16 years before the Mayflower. But as usual, we don't really count. Those pretty extra white Anglos are what America's all about. We were here before them, but no. We talk funny. We have funny hair. We have brown eyes. We got hot-ass women, though. Oh, yeah. Fucking Cajun women. God damn it. Some of the most yeah, beautiful women the in the world. Great Expulsion. That's right. That's we're, right. We're a five can score an eight. Get the fuck out of here. Your great expulsion. Yeah. So we booted out of France. All right. So the British and the French were constantly at war through centuries. Centuries and centuries. Uh, Seven years war. And the hundred years war. And, uh, you know, and then the Spanish got involved. It it was those three fighting for world domination for centuries and centuries okay so um, uh, they were getting territory you know and it would go back and forth back and forth right British would take it then the French would take it then the British would take it then the French would take it, the would take it. it you know so, in 1714, the British took control of Acadia. Acadia, as we would call it then, but back then it was Acadia, right? So, the Cajuns refused to pledge allegiance to Britain <laughs> because they would not give up the Catholic religion. And personally, they're probably like, man, that British food sucks, right? Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Uh, <laughs> they were fucked with for decades. Uh, trying to get them to be good little Anglos, but finally they gave up uh, in 1755. Uh, then came uh, Le, Le Grand Derangement. Right, Doc? Le Grand Derangement, that's what it's called. I don't think my spelling is right. I haven't eaten that before. Do you have that, Doc? Uh, no, I don't have that written down here, no. I think I have it in the spell, but it's Le Grand Derangement. Uh, derangement. Uh, Cajuns were rounded up, and their homes and crops were burned. Families were separated and placed on separate boats and sent down the eastern seaboard. More than half of them died on the long journey because nobody wanted them. Uh, they were run out of every place they landed. Virginia, Georgia, Pennsylvania, everywhere they tried to live. They were thrown out, yeah, because we're different. We are a different people, and we were thrown out of everywhere. And uh, between you know the the sea journey, the the once once you got thrown out 
one place you just had to fucking walk and find another place right and you stop there and then pretty soon you're thrown out of there and you got you know it's just was it because they kept showing up to church drunk you know I think it's because they were eating crustaceans you cook them right and they're good they were pulling shit out of the mud and just eating them that shit sells for like 18 bucks a pound now you know god damn you ever tried to buy fresh crawfish doc it's a motherfucking price <laughs> right sweet Jesus right but basically they were just different they dressed different they talked different they acted different they lived different the Cajun lifestyle was they worked right they worked and when their work day was done they just fucking started partying and fucking everything around right then they went to bed and got up and went to work and they three worked. hours later they fucking worked right yeah. but then they just started fucking having parties playing music drinking and just having a big deal oh, sun's just, going down turn up the zydeco just like we still do today oh, right yeah okay <laughs> so well, we have so many festivals around here. Oh, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we're going to get to that. I got a flat on my Volkswagen party. <laughs> There's a killer storm coming. Finally, in about, uh, I think, it, it, yeah, it was uh, 1784, 29 years living scattered across the eastern seaboard, trying to survive and find their families. Remember, all the families were separated. They're having to find them. Uh, and you know what? I didn't know this, but back then, no cars. 1700s, apparently, no cars. Shock to me. I know. Shocker. Crazy, man. Yeah. So if they found their family, they could put them in a station wagon. There was nothing. Like, like a buggy or something. I don't know. So they had to walk to Walmart? Dude, you won't believe this. They only had Targets. Ugh. No Walmart. I'm surprised Doc isn't putting a halt to this right now. That was so bad. I can, I can. I, letting you guys sink it, not me. <laughs> I hear, I hear Doc going in the background there. All right, let's get back to it. All right, so after all this, they're trying to find their families. The King of Spain allowed them to settle in South Louisiana. All they had to do was make it there. If they made it there, the King of Spain said, "Cool." You're welcome here, but only in this one particular spot, right? The easiest path they had to go by, it, it was a land path, and it led to New Orleans. So all the French moving on until they got to where they could just be left alone, right? The swamps. So... That's that's where they had to end up because when you know they got to New Orleans, and in New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans wanted nothing to do with them. New Orleans now pretends like, oh, we're the Cajun capital. Mm -hmm. New Orleans is Creole; it's yeah. not Cajun at all. But yeah. When the Cajun, they, yeah, they mostly had uh, the Caribbean, the uh, people from the Caribbean, Caribbean yeah. from uh, that were being uh, all the. Uh, Sailors and, uh, and ship merchants and whatever would would go into New Orleans, right? And uh, they had uh, a lot of the the uh, people from the Caribbeans and uh, uh, 
Oh, I can't think of the other islands out there, but they all settled up there with them too, because they were part of. They became part of a family, right? As you might might say nowadays, slavery. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, free slaves, uh, and it was they had a term for Native Americans that were like Americanized, you know, like the good ones. They had a term for them, but it was a mixture of everybody living there. But the it was specifically the French in New Orleans, right? So yeah. these Cajuns show up, and the French, who basically ran New Orleans, it was it was Spanish now, but it would go back and forth between Spain and France, Spain and France, constantly. The same fucking wars going on every 10 years, right? So we're, we're, we're like, hey, we speak French, they speak French. No, we are French. Right. You are French, but... They got there and the French were like, your clothes are fucked. <laughs> you gotta go. The French wanted nothing to do with the Cajuns, right? They said, let you. They said, you were already tossed out of France. We don't want you here. So, uh, so the Cajuns... You they know. got tossed out of New Orleans because the uh, uh, Cajun French and regular French Ex- is thank different. You. Thank uh, you. You guys talk funny, you dress funny, you eat funny... And uh, your French is not you, right. You, your, your Catholic Church is funny. Get the fuck out of here. You're exactly right. I forgot to write that down, but it's basically this: like if you go to like New York, and you go there with your southern accent, they're just gonna think you're stupid, right? A little more than that. It'd be like if you're talking Victorian English. It's it's just a basic prejudice. French. Can, Cajun French and French was a little different, so we were like lower level people. Mm-hmm. So we we're thrown out of there, and so where'd they go? The only place they could be left alone, they went to the swamps. Right in the in fucking the middle. Living in the goddamn swamps. Where a little plot of land surrounded by swamps. Right. In the swamps and bayous, the Cajuns found a way to survive and thrive. In swamp communities, there were blacks. Uh. And escaped slaves, Native Americans, Germans, and Spanish. All of them just lived in a community because they were all outcasts, right? You want to be left the fuck alone too? Hi, oh, there's a little plot of land right over there. <laughs> all of the American colony rejects, you know, lived far back in the swamps and thankfully forgotten. Nobody was going to run them out of the swamps. There was nothing left, you know people to take from them. Yeah. We're not going in the swamps. Just too, go. Yeah, too hard to get to them. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So so that's kind of what happened. In, and in the swamps, they fucking just thrived. They learned because uh, Nova Scotia was kind of marshy. And they had to build like uh, piping and stuff so every year their land didn't flood so they knew how to keep their land safe they knew how to grow in swamp areas and they knew how to go out in marshes and fish and scavenge and, and, and do whatever right yeah so they got to the swamps it was close to home except hot as balls also incredible hardwood to work with oh fucking cypress yeah man completely waterproof Hello, P-Rogue. All right. 
they lived uh, relative isolation. Happily. I wonder if we can eat that. Kill it and find out. <laughs> uh, happily, they did that until like World War One. Then roads started being built. You know, fucking connecting <laughs> South Louisiana to the rest of the state. And that's where all the shit started over again. It was a mistake. Yeah. In the basic class structure of, of the state and... God, this is going to sound horribly racist, but this is actually what it was and kind of what it still is, okay? Cajuns were considered above blacks, but lower than any other class of white. And that's just... Even the Irish? Yeah, they, they have yeah, a funny accent. Irish. Yeah. Louisiana had a long history of hatred and bigotry, Surpassed only by Mississippi. Woohoo! And Alabama. 49! <laughs> After World War I, there was a big effort to make Cajun Americans. The Cajun dialect was no longer permitted in school. And in growing towns and cities, more and more English was spoken and speaking Cajun French was, was frowned upon. And that went on for a long time when even when I was like in school it was like get rid of the Cajun accent they would they would beat you with rulers if you spoke French right uh like my mom and dad tell me horror stories about being beaten and having to shit and piss in their pants because they didn't know how to say bathroom in English they were going to school never spoke a word of English didn't know English were expected to speak only English and they couldn't uh when uh I was in school they would we're bringing back yeah French. That's when like Codafil and all that. So started. instead of learning Spanish, like most of America as a second language, we were taught French. <laughs> right. Uh, it was heavily frowned upon when I was in school, and it was a big thing to get rid of your goddamn accent, Cajun accent. Now, these days makes a girl wet, as you will hear during any of our podcasts you listen to. When I start getting really drunk, that <laughs> fucking Cajun accent just really starts coming out. It really does. But yeah, I I, I made an effort growing up to not speak with a Cajun well, accent because you you were considered stupid if you had one. Cajuns were frowned it was also, upon. It, it was also the fact that uh, it was not just the accent. But your sentence construction was backwards. Like exactly. Like we we put like verbs and adjectives in the wrong place because of wow. French. That was some, that was the loudest fucking truck I ever heard. That was the engine. Yeah, God. I even heard it. I thought that was a bass for a second. Good God, that that was a truck that drove by the I never heard a truck that loud that was like a straight pipe hemi no my chair kind of rumbled <laughs> that doc you heard it yeah that shit was loud <coughs> thought you were losing something over there in your technical parts right so it was it was a big thing that you don't be a Cajun Cajun's a bad thing Cajun's a bad thing people when I'm 
I remember when I was young, you know, if you ate like crawfish and all that shit, mm. you were just low fucking class. Now it's the biggest delicacy in the state. And it cost a fucking fortune. It used to be the cheapest fucking food you can buy. Fuck, we go out in the ditch and catch them. That's too polluted now. Yeah, yeah, it's too much, too many chemicals. There's a fucking sewage plant, what, a mile away from here? Yeah, they finally put a roof on it. Thank God. Hey, Doc, you remember that sewage plant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc used to live directly behind me. Now he lives like 1.3 miles yeah, away. Yeah, what, about a mile away? Yeah, and yeah. you remember in the summer? Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. When the wind, the wind was, was coming blowing this way? Right. It yeah. would stink the fucking shit, I guess because it was sewage. Who fought it? <laughs> oh, it's just the plant. It's the plant. <laughs> it's the goddamn plant. Yeah, so uh, they tried to beat fucking, you know... Cajun out of the people, but you know, we're resilient. We are different than other people. We, I'm not saying we're more resilient. I'm saying we're stupid resilient. We had some practice. <laughs> we're like, hey, everything will be okay if you just do this and go, eh, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I don't. No, no, I'll, I'll take the abuse. Fine. I got to seed my field. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and another thing was uh, the fact that um, all the Cajuns bonded together. If something would yes. happen to one exactly. Cajun family, every Cajun family became that part of a family. That's I mean, right. They would bring over whatever was needed to help that family. That is uh, the, the. I mean, they were a tight knit group. That's the biggest thing about as Cajuns, far as yeah. a. Uh, uh, a cultural group was concerned these people were tight because you know the first thing they'd ask is Sam who's your daddy oh I know who he is you know doc you're gonna be pissed off miles is basically over here making love to Pierre that's okay he's licking me miles is a dumpster cat he was found in a dumpster and he lives here now. I have two other cats named Bud. Scratch and Belly Pierre. Uh, yeah. He might let me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't try. Uh, I have two other cats named. Oh, he gave me a look. Bud and Lou. <laughs> They're litter mates. Uh, the rest of their family got killed in a field, so they live here. So there's three fucking cats here, and one of them is just solidly <coughs> making love, making ballless love, to Pierre. I don't know. I got something here about uh, the the Cajuns calling the area Acadia. Yeah, it's it's Acadia. Now it was Acadia. Uh, Arcadia, A R C A D I A. Yeah, all right. Okay, that well, that word came from uh, uh, Glovenina de Varazano. Hey, here's the Texan pronunciation if I ever heard <laughs> yeah. it. Well done, sir. And its extended meaning meant refuge or idyllic uh idyllic place. Exactly. Here's where we are. We can't go anywhere else. Let's make it home. Yeah. That's kinda what it was, yeah. And then they went ahead and uh dropped the R from Arcadia. Right. And made it just Acadia. Acadia. There it is. Too hot to put that R in. 
And uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like why they put X's on the end of all their names. <laughs> it, no, that lets you know where to stop. <laughs> That's what that is. That's why it all ends with an, an X. Uh, by the way, my name is Kenneth Broussard. B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D. So when you hear the people on TV and stuff, uh, there used to be like a couple of running backs in the NFL and like uh, uh, ho- there was hockey players named Broussard and stuff. But you hear the, the announcers go, Broussard, because they're trying to sound French, right? No, <laughs> the French is Broussard. That's the French. Like we live in Lafayette, Louisiana. The French is not Lafayette. No, the French is Lafayette. Yeah. The English is Lafayette. Also, uh, the French is New Orleans, uh, not uh, New Orleans. Except the parish is or- Arlene's parish. It's spelled the same. And it's spelled <laughs> the same, but it's a diff- It's pronounced different for a reason. It is a, the whole fucking parish. New Orleans Unless is New Orleans. There. Go ahead, Doc. Unless you live there, then it's just called Nolans. Nolans, yeah. It's yeah. one word once you live there, yeah. yeah. Here, I just call it New Orleans, you know? Uh, I think the newest name for it's Nola. Uh, or Shithole. New Orleans. <laughs> That's always been a good name for it. I, I love New Orleans, and I love going there. I would never live there. The only reason I wouldn't live there, it constantly it smells like <coughs> urine. The whole city smells like urine. It's got that big city smell, yeah. No, it's it's because uh, the Mississippi ends there. All the trash and everything from fucking Minnesota, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, Illinois, all the shit fucking flows down, and this is the end of the... Oh, my God. Damn I'm, Yankees polluting our I river. have a cat suckling my, my fingers. Well, it's your turn God now. Damn, Lou. Doc, it's your fault you're not yeah. here. If Doc was here sitting on the couch where he usually sits and had his handbag there, they'd all be playing with his papers and, you know. Uh, do we need to just take a break? Yeah, we're about to. I'm going to get to this, and then we'll take a break. All right. Uh, but some things could not be beat out of us. For one, we drink. <laughs> no, you don't understand. <laughs> we drink. Prohibition was never an <laughs> issue for us. We don't need a reason. We don't need a specific time when it's okay. We just drink. Here's a little thing. I think you guys even beat out Wisconsin as far as drinkers are concerned. I think so. Here's a little thing we do here in Lafayette every Friday. Every Friday at 5 o'clock downtown, all the streets are shut down and blocked off, and beer carts <coughs> are rolled in, bands set up in the streets, and there's a big fado dough. If you don't know what a fado-do is, it's like a big Cajun dance party in the streets, right? Uh, with drinking. <laughs> There's a whole festival season. We'll tell you about the festival season right after we take this break. Hey, all I gotta do is find the thing and we'll take a break. I think that... I don't have my glasses on. You're I hope on I hit the right button. Hmm. Oh, hey guys. Uh, 
We just want to take a minute here to thank you all for listening and to let you know that we have other podcasts out there. We do a twice-weekly podcast called Insignificast. It's basically a drunken look in our lives and, you know, really stupid and disgusting conversation. We've been doing that uh, since 2007. Yeah, We have almost 1,300 episodes out there. We also do a movie and music critic show called The Not New Review. Every week we take a DVD and CD out of our own collections and review it to see if, you know, they still hold up. We've been doing that show since uh, 2011. So there's a lot of other stupid content of ours out there. Uh, hope you check it out and enjoy. You can hear them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you know, anywhere you get your podcasts. And as always, we thank you for listening. Oh, Doc, you make those ads so worthwhile. You know, I think we're going to have to keep it like that. Because he's doing it on fucking purpose this time. He wasn't the first time, but after we told him about it, he's doing it on purpose now. There he is. Want some mustard on them there fries, Doc? Biscuits and mustard, yeah. All right, hang on. Here we go. All right, so anyway, we are back. All right, the history of us, not Doc. Let me take my glasses off again. Set them right here. Uh, oh, I'm leaning. There we go. Let me get the laptop back to where I can see it. There we go. All right, Doc. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have, like, big Fado Do's and... And, and that's our thing. Festi- like Doc said earlier, festivals are our thing. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's a whole festival season here. There's an actual festival season. It's all year. Right. Where <laughs> Basically. But it's called festival season. Uh, where places are like taken over and filled with people, food, and drinking. A whole fucking season of this shit. It's like right? what, ten streets downtown they close off for a month? Oh yeah. Look, here here's just a small sample of some of the festivals we have here during festival season. You got a duck? Yeah. Here we go. The Shrimp Festival. The Crawfish Festival. The Buddha Festival. If you don't know what Buddha is, <laughs> then you've never eaten. It's a cross between a rice dressing and a sausage. Yeah, it's the best fucking thing on earth. But First time I saw it, I thought it was Bowden. Yeah, you, but you got to figure, it looks like rice dressing in a sausage, but it's made with like innards and shit. But it, Doc, no, Buddha is the best thing on earth, right? A good Buddha, uh, a good Buddha. After, after I got over the 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 uh, the idea of what it was made of and what it was <laughs> packaged in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. Yeah, it's packaged in the intestines. Uh, did you have the ever had the blood boudin at the festival? I believe I have. Yeah, I had that once. No, it was so good. They can't sell it, right? Because there's actual the blood of the animals are in it. Yeah, but uh, if it's you red. if you go to the festivals, they've got plates of it and they give out samples. Yeah, yeah, they don't sell it. You pay to get into the festival and you eat it. Yeah, and it is fucking delicious but some some reason you can't sell food with blood in it it was a lot more rich i liked it It, it's very flavorful 
All right, so we had the Boudin Festival. We have the Tarpon Rodeo, Festival of Cadillac, Festival International. Doc, the, you work that every year, that's right? That's the biggest, every I think. Year. Except this year it got canceled. Well, yeah. biggest in Lafayette. Yeah, the biggest in Lafayette, yeah. Uh, the Frog Festival. That's right, we eat frogs. Tastes the, like chicken. The Rice Festival. The Buggy Festival. The Meat Pie Festival. Alligator Festival. Tastes like chicken. On Dewey Festival. Catfish Festival. The co- uh, the Cochon de Lay. Oh, my God. You ever been to a Cochon de Lay? I don't think so. Here's what they no, do. I haven't. They dig out big pits, right? Mm-hmm. And different families bring their biggest pigs. And they gut them. Right? Mm-hmm. And skin them. Now, they take the guts and stuff. And, like, the leavens mm-hmm. to make boudin. Mm. The skin they make the cracklings out of, mm. and the pig itself is put underground and roasted underground for like hours, and then pulled up and just torn apart and you eat it. They do like the hot rock thing. Uh, uh, it it's wood, it's hickory, uh, pecan, and different types of wood, right? Okay. Different kinds of flavor. So it gets wood. really smoked. Yeah, and but it's it's done underground so everything stays in uh, the pig. For those of you that don't know what cracklins is, uh, it's your bacon cut, but instead of thin slices, it's big one-inch cubes and deep-fried. Yeah, deep-fried. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, Doc, cracklins is good shit. All right, so we got the cochon de lait. A cochon is pig, by the way. It's It's pig day. Pig day. Uh, the Strawberry Festival, the Peach Festival, the Watermelon Festival, the Jambalaya Festival. And it's not Jambalaya, people. It's Jambalaya. Uh, the Cattle Festival, the Jazz and Heritage Festival, the Festival of Lights, the Burlesque Festival. It, that's just a few. The oh, Lights the is the only season. good one up north, though. Oh, yeah. The festival. I, uh, I was in a band that played there one year, yeah. Uh, in Natchitoches, Louisiana. That's where I grew up. Festival of Lights. Only good food on North Louisiana, too. Yeah, there are more. I just got tired of typing. Right. Uh, uh, Volkswagen's got a flat festival. <laughs> uh, let's see. Four times 12. Do we even have to get to Mardi Gras? Right? <laughs> okay. About. We have a, literally a festival every weekend. Like I said, we drink. Right? We drink. I just finished one scotch, got another one right here. And they do know how to party during these festivals. Absolutely. You're going to you're going to pass a good time. And there will be women. Oh god. Oh yeah, and if you're uh you catch the right one, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You catch the wrong one and uh, still yeah, oh, buddy. buddy. <laughs> still yeah, but buddy. You might get a, a bruise or two uh, out of it. <laughs> I love Cajun women. To me, Cajun women are the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, you really fight are. all right. Let's go do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's basically it. Okay, Cajuns work hard and we party hard. They, one thing about Louisiana, they don't have counties. Yeah, it's they got parishes. parishes. That's right. So if. Uh, Somebody says, I came from such and such county out of Louisiana. You know they're liars. Absolutely. And there's no reason for the party. If you need a reason, you know, we'll make one up. Day ends and why. Let's party. We speak English now, but we do it a bit 
a, a bit different. <laughs> we are a genuine, genuinely friendly group of people. That that is true. We welcome anyone to join the party until you piss us off. <laughs> don't, don't piss us off, right? <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned that real quick. Well, I I didn't learn that real quick. I just I. I learned it before I even came down here. Uh, everyone and their grandma is armed to the teeth. That's why everyone's oh, yeah. so polite. Mm. And well-trained in both guns and knives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't mess with well, a... I didn't get the knife training. A Cajun mother who cooks? You don't want to fuck with her with a knife. That's true. She fucking just deveined shrimp with a goddamn knife and a fork, right? She'll take you apart. She will take you apart. So, yeah, we, but we are genuinely, we're, we're friendly. We're friendly. But here's, here's the thing. If you ever go to visit at a Cajun home, you're going to sit at the kitchen table. And you're going to eat and you're going to drink. You, you, you don't gather in the den or the living room. You're in the kitchen because you're going to eat and drink. If you want to, oh, yeah, that's the first thing is that, you know, here, here's something to eat. Here, you know, they're going to make sure you're fed, <laughs> regardless. And so you have a drink, and if you want another one, uh, here's what they, they're going to say, man. You know where they at? Yeah. Right? Sam gets yeah. upset with me because I ask him if I can get it. Like, just go fucking get it. <laughs> you man, you know where they at? Right. So <laughs> But we're yes, still that's what I was talking about the language here. Meh yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Not me no. Alright, so you eat some, right? You get you get some food and you're still hungry? You'll be towed. Go ahead, help yourself. You know, you, you know, know where that's at. <laughs> exactly what you told. Uh, the room we podcast in, the my studio right here, and it it used to be my den, but it's now a studio. A little bit of both. It was it was my den. It never got used when it was a den. <laughs> why I built a recording studio and for it's for music and podcasting uh, when we take a break we go into the kitchen and hang out and drink mm-hmm. we we watch TV in the kitchen right <laughs> here we go when we podcast either Saturday or Sunday I'll cook a huge gumbo or fricasse or roast or you know whatever right you know once a week I cook the cook the big meal and we hang out right uh, and after we podcast we eat a lot and some goes to Pierre's sister who lives right you know right across the street a couple of houses down from me and as we call it we, we pass a good time as a Cajun's world seems to revolve around the kitchen I have a big TV in my bedroom there's a TV in the studio. What is that term that uh, you guys use? Uh, uh, let me see if I can see it. I... Basile, uh, damn it. 
Lazy Le Bonton Roulette? That's it. That's okay. it. Which means... <laughs> Let the good times roll. <laughs> Let the good times roll. It, there's a TV in the pool room, but when I watch TV, I go into my kitchen. I have a 36-inch TV. It's in my kitchen. And there's a the old Yamaha stereo system with bowls and Pioneer speakers that I've had for around 30 years, right? I crank it up. I crank up the surround and watch the tube in my kitchen. I have a full Ampeg stack and four or five smaller amps and like two or three guitars in my kitchen. Uh, in my oh. fucking kitchen. I was about to say. <laughs> and I'm not unique. This isn't nothing special to me. Well, maybe for the guitar shit, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I have like 40, 50 guitars hanging on uh, the walls. I know house. of about two other guitar collectors in the neighborhood. Right. And they have guitars in their kitchen because that's where you do everything is in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> us, us, uh, us older Cajuns, right? Life still revolves around the kitchen. It's been that way since I was born. And it will not change. Y you can't come in through the front door here because the front door is right there by you, Pierre. It's blocked by that big, huge table and the computer we're recording on. And the cat crapper. Yeah. You can't come in there. You have to come in through the kitchen door. That's the only way to come into my house. That's just the way it is. The only way to get in my house is the kitchen door. We're, we're a strange people. We are a strange people. Yeah. Uh, coming from Texas and then moving down here and getting lost. Yeah. What's your uh, reaction to Cajuns? I've learned that, yeah, the, you're, Cajuns are a unique, very unique type of people. Um you know, like I, you know, I, I, when I was a kid, I would uh, go up to North Louisiana to visit the family. Right, that's just Texas, though, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they mentioned Cajuns, and, you know, I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> you, know you know, I just thought they were, you know, just a different bunch of people. It was and, like watch out for venereal disease, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the women get around. <laughs> And the men, too. I think I met one one time, and, and uh, he said, yeah, I'm Cajun. I said, okay, well, being a dumb Texan, I said, well, speak Cajun. <laughs> yeah. So he spit out a whole bunch of fucking French, and I just went stood there and went, wow. Oh, he, didn't tell you, uh, he didn't say, like, gros parmenté va or something like that, right? I, I, have, don't, I have no idea. Let's uh, wrap your big lips around this right here. I bet he didn't say that. <laughs> and then you go, like towards your dick and then uh, my next experience uh, visually was seeing the movie uh, Southern Comfort oh and that dude that is a true-to-life movie if you see those that the, the fucking villages on the swamp doc doc you know to this day those villages are still like that Mm. To this day, they they live off the swamps and the bayous. That's what they live off of. I grew up two blocks away from the Steel Magnolias house. 
You're an asshole. That movie sucked. <laughs> oh, so you should have so, said that before. Uh, I wouldn't have said you sucked then. <laughs> oh, wait, no. But that's where I grew up. In Natchitoches? Yeah. So, you grew so up by those fucking... Other side of the cemetery. Hang on, Doc. I'll get right back with you. He's intrigued me. You know how Pierre is. Fucking yeah. bastard. So, no. So you grew up in those... Those... Antibelic. Uh, I grew up in the Antibelic house. It was the only house that side of the cemetery for 200 years. <laughs> Those old antebellum homes and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can still see the rollers by the windows. I know where the the house you're talking about is. Not your house, but on uh, the Steel Magnolia house. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You live right around there, yeah. All those houses are like fucking <coughs> plantation houses and shit. Yep. Uh, let's just say it's a bit haunted from all the people that were killed there. <laughs> oh, at, thank God you still have you still hate they blacks got though. T- two, I I don't, but those trees out front did. There, yeah, there was some. Oh, there's some horrific shit happened there, my man. Uh, like I said, two hundred year old house. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Doc. You know how Pierre is. Yeah, he's got to bring race into it. I didn't. <clears throat> this time. So, so Doc, <laughs> when you finally made it down to Lafayette, how so, was it? So, you know, I saw that movie. Uh, yeah, Southern Comfort. And, 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 yeah. and uh, you know, it, just, it, it dawned on me, hey, you know, don't mess with these fucking people. They're fucking nuts. You just don't piss yeah, them d- off. It's Let's just say it's easy to hide a body in the swamp. <laughs> yeah, it, everything's cool. Just don't piss them off. Yeah. And um, we give you a warning. No. Then uh, some do. I got out of the military, and uh, my family had moved from Texas down to here. Right. Dad got transferred to here to Lafayette, and uh, so I came down for. See, he's from Texas. You know, he calls it for Lafayette an, for an extended visit, and then wound up in uh, ended up getting a job and just staying down here. But uh, you know it was. You know, being living in the city, being living in Lafayette as compared to what was uh, in the movie yes. was completely different. But I was still running into people that were... This could have been uh, in the movie. <laughs> that were still speaking French all the time, uh, using French terms, uh, uh, using the dialect. Yeah. Well, like, not me, no. Or, you know, uh, however... Or they get they get excited or something they go kyo yeah <laughs> that's the big thing here kyo or sha bless your heart <laughs> uh, if they if they think you're trying to cross them they go oh you're just being kanai right you know it's just stupid yeah. shit like that right yeah that that's everyday shit here man like oh you like I was at the doctor this I was at the doctor like about a month ago right doing my blood pressure shit right get my blood pressure meds and they were taking my my shit and it's a fucking really nice sweet young probably 23 24 year old nurse right oh my god the nurse is here and she's really pretty and she's got the thing on me and they have to do it like uh regular they can't use the automatic one because my blood pressure is so fucked up right and 
I was getting a little nervous, right? And my stomach, you know, my stomach growled, and I said, oh, just a little pete gross. And she just looked at me, shook her head and looked away. I said, no, that means trapped fart, girl. That's a trapped fart. Pete gross. I mean, it's a trapped fart, you know? Just like oh, another dumb Cajun. And it, it, <laughs> it just slipped out. It just slipped out. And I, tr- I honestly try <laughs> not to do that because... It's more acceptable these days. It is more acceptable now. Completely, in fact. But in certain circumstances, I try not to. And I, I definitely try not to speak, you know, in Cajun dialect. You know, in everyday circumstances. It's just how I was raised. But you know me. If you're really drunk. I get really drunk, Doc. You know this, too. Oh, yeah. I'm, we're really drunk watching a movie or something. I'm fucking spewing Cajun shit out left and right. If you're bla- if you're like nearly blacked out drunk, yeah, you start speaking French. I Funny, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the... Uh... <laughs> A lot of the old old people here still speak uh, Cajun French, and will carry on conversations in Cajun French. Oh yeah, there's a couple and, places here where they're cooking so good, they just set up a drive-through business out their kitchen window. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> like literally, the best food in the world, right, Doug? Uh, yeah, I have to admit there is some really, really, really good food here. Best soul food. Uh, that's. Oh fuck yeah, that, yeah. Not not just Cajun. There's Creole food here. That's mm. incredible. There's soul food here. That's incredible. Clog your artery in a heartbeat. And there's also, uh, when. The, uh, Doc, what was that Vietnamese boat thing? In the 70s, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where a lot of Vietnamese and and, and Thai people came into Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's restaurants here, mm-hmm. Thai restaurants, that's a mixture of Cajun and Thai. Yeah, it's like, oh, y'all got our right food, y'all can stay. <laughs> and it is so fucking good, it's incredible. Oh, sushi took Louisiana by storm, because like, fish and rice? We got that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We got that, yeah. When we had the uh, hockey team come down here. Yeah, we had the ice skaters for a while, yeah. And they would interview uh, one of the Uh, ice skaters. Three things came out of their mouth all the time. The people are really friendly. There's a, a, you know, it's a great atmosphere and great food. Yeah. (laughs) I've had a... Food was always brought up <laughs> in, in the conversation as, how do you like it here? And, oh, you know, they say the people are nice, great atmosphere, great food. I've, I've had but, several... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Are you done? Go ahead, Peter. I've had several impromptu therapy sessions where you and someone else trade a life story before you catch their name. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's a thing that happens here, too. Doc, you know that. You meet somebody and you say, hey, my name's this, and they tell you their entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like Forrest Gump. And then they say, let's have a beer. Right? <laughs> that, hey, Doc, that's how me and you got together. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, a Cajun woman introduced y'all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, my dearly departed uh, said, said to Doc something like, you seem to drink all the time, and then found out he lived right behind us because he was always buying alcohol from where she worked. I always saw, every time I saw Doc when I was a kid, he had a, a, like a 12 or a six-pack in a bag. Yeah, and said, uh, hey, you know, my old man... He gets home from work like about three in the morning, so if you ain't doing nothing, just show up there. He's got plenty of beer. And one day, Doc knocked on the door and came in. Said, hey, what you doing? I said, I'm watching a movie. He goes, fuck, you're watching this. I said, yeah. <laughs> Nobody watches that. <laughs> I do. You got this? And then I ask you. Yeah. Then I ask you if you had certain movies. And every movie that I brought up, you brought out a copy and would lay down in front of me. And I said, you know, I like this guy. I mean, this is back in, this is VHS days, my man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we started but, drinking. You know, I, can't, I can't get away with that around here because, uh, uh, you know, of course, my uh, dialect and accent is completely different. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. All I got to do is open my mouth and people say, you're not from around huh, here, are you're you? fucking Texan ass, motherfucker. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing us in Texas have in common is our love of guns. Oh, you got a fact. Uh, and uh, fucking hatred of black people. That uh, depends on which part of Louisiana, but uh, generally accurate. Or Texas. No, you're you're exactly right about that too. Oh, that's me popping. Sorry. Like in swamp country, not so much. North Louisiana. Uh, oh my God. North Louisiana. Oh bad. yeah. Also, uh, uh, west of New Orleans. <coughs> oh wait, no, I got it backwards. East of New Orleans oh, towards Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. East, uh, east of east of the river. Like the uh, the east shore and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But around here, does it live and let be? It's kind of like a little oasis where it was. Uh, we ha we have the races, but they're shut down. You know, uh, more of a libertarian culture. Yeah, uh, they had no, the. I uh, think we're mostly just drunk. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> they had the Mouton statue up for years and years and years. Yeah. And when all the, uh, uh, you know, take down all the uh, Confederate general statues was going on in New Orleans and all over the place, the Mouton statue stayed. Nobody raised a big stink about it until recently, and then the city council decided, well, we'll just go ahead and take it down before yeah, before shit, before yeah, shit before, happens. Before yeah. Shit starts hitting a fan, but I mean, it, it it never got vandalized. There was never any big, There's you know, no riots protest or around it or nothing like that. You know, there were people would say, yeah, uh, you know, it's part of our heritage. Other people would say, yeah, it's a disgrace to, to uh, but you know, the, the uh, blacks think, and think about it. There was you know so. If but, I mean, it was just normal conversation. It wasn't... Exactly. Exact. Think about it, though. If there was a big protest out there, there would be, like, vendors selling beer and food. Right? That's, that's yeah. what happens all the time here. 
anytime there's a yeah. gathering people say hey you want some boo there got some right here you know it it never devolves into a riot down here because everybody's drunk and full if you're drunk and full you're happy and has guns and knows that everyone else has a gun so that's just a bad idea and everybody just goes home and sits in their kitchen and watches tv yeah all right so it just goes to show you you can kick a people out of every decent country known to man force them into disease-ridden swamps full of snakes, alligators, and other deadly critters and force them to fend for themselves. And if you just leave them alone, Monsieur, They'll eat the gators. A, Monsieur, tis a bon They'll fuck the mosquitoes. Tis a bon <laughs> You know? That's what it is. Tis a bon ton. And now, as an old man, I'm proud to be a Cajun. But when I was young in school, it was like, uh, don't, don't, <coughs> man, don't be talking like that, no. Cure, what yeah. the, you know, because we would speak, Doc, you know this, we would speak with, we, like you mentioned earlier, we would put words backwards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because in French, you know, the verb become comes before the, you know, it. That's yeah. how it works. So yeah. that's how I that's how that's we spoke. Actually, English. most languages in the world. Yeah, most uh, most Latin based. Yeah, and non-Latin. Uh, yeah, German, no, I, French. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Japanese. They're, they're called the Germanic, right? The Germanic languages. Is that mm. what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Most Germanic languages have or go go that way but when you translate them in English you reverse the verb uh, the verb and the adverb right doc is that how it works um yeah I, I think so I think like in French it would be like uh you fastly run in English it would be you run fast yeah you know it's something like that I know I'm simplifying but that's kind of uh, how Cajun people talk. Uh, also masculine and feminine. Oh, yeah, and they'll put that dick in the pussy in a second. <laughs> oh, that's not what you were talking about? Uh, oh, sorry. Well, I mean, teach their own. <sighs> All right. Well, that's it. That's it. You got some more, Doc? Um, no, i just say that, uh, you know... Uh, after moving down here, uh, I can say the same thing of everybody else that's moved down here. The people are kind and generous. The uh, they have great parties, and the food is great. So uh, we yeah. take southern and don't piss off occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you do not do that, especially if they're a short blonde woman, right, Doc? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she was scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we take southern hospitality to the extreme until we don't. Hospitality or hospitality? Yes. Both of them. As he guzzles his beer. <laughs> he says yes and takes a big drink. <laughs> so that's it. That's the history of us but not Doc. And Doc, I promise you, I am looking for a good you know, Odessa story, a good West Texas story. 
I just haven't found one yet, but I am looking. So, if you have any ideas, send them his way. Yeah, please. But I'm looking uh, because I know the whole Permian High School stuff. Because uh, Permian High School's the school and Friday Night Lights. Doc, yeah. Doc, that's where Doc went to school, and that's where, as we said last episode, Doc is banned from for for life. We could do that, but that's it's such a short story. And then there's also that whole, you know, but I could pull in the uh, whole that you were in, you know, theater classes with Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I took classes with the uh, uh, writer Raymond of, Benson. Of James Bond. Yeah, the James Bond guy, yeah, Raymond Benson, who has uh, Black Stiletto, is that his, his that, series? That was one of his uh, other series that he did three books on a few years ago. Uh, he's uh, released, uh, I think, two or three mysteries yeah. that have gotten... Uh, uh, raves from the New York Times. Well, he's a renowned author, and he was a friend of Doc. Went to school with Doc, and he was going to be on the Insignificast podcast, right? Doc uh, got in touch with him on Facebook and he goes, "Sure, I'll do your podcast." And then you heard the podcast, and it was like, oh, "No, uh, no I, I can't really." No. Uh, he puts out a YouTube video uh, almost every day uh, of him playing his piano uh, playing one song or another and uh, he's a self-taught pianist <laughs> so uh, if you want to see him live I mean just look up Raymond Benson quarantine right so he was friends with Raymond Benson and Jim J. Bullock if you don't know who Jim J. Bullock was he was mm -hmm. on the Hollywood Squares and he was on Too Close for Comfort uh, what was his name on Too Close for Comfort? I, I don't know. I never watched that he, he, <laughs> that much of it. He was the guy that lived in the basement. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I could have worked all that in, right? But then it wouldn't be a story about Odessa. It'd just be the story about Doc. And if it's a story about Doc, i got to weave in the porn. i got to weave... Uh, the shooting, uh, the cornies, the the dead fucking, bodies. Oh, there's so much. So the war, the Marine Corps. <laughs> you know what? It might be a long episode, but I might do the story of Doc. The history of Doc. Hang on, let me write it on the cord. That'll be a good episode. Not that we haven't done it a hundred times on Insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> Repeatedly. Well, never all in one go. I think. Just bits and pieces, right? Yeah, with you agreeing to it. <laughs> <laughs> Begrudgingly. All right. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, my name is Sam. Over there's Pierre. We got Doc over there. Howdy. We also do uh, a podcast called Insignificast. We do another podcast called The Not New Review, where we review movies and music. Uh, insignificance is basically just vile, stupid, it, degrading humor. Dark, dirty. Just nasty shit. Occasionally funny. Yeah, it's a story. It's, basically, it's like exploring a trash heap. 
Yeah. It's our table talk. Yeah, like the tone down. Basically, the story of our lives. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other one, uh, the not new review. Yeah, that's that but, is a, a music. We do a CD and a movie, and we clean it every up a week. Bit. We try to, but uh, we're we do honest, you know, reviews, honest critics, uh, professional. You know? Yeah, we are professional. We are we are listed. Yes, and so we thank everybody for listening. And uh, hey, I guess that's fucking it. Do I have any exit music? I don't think we do. Yeah, just play the same one. Play the same one? Oh, man. You're hurting me, dude. I like it. Okay, all right. We'll do it. You like it? Yeah. We'll do it. How about uh, that? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, scotch makes you burp, don't it? Oh, no, you were drinking beer. And and scotch. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're drinking the beer and the scotch. Yeah. That works. All right. Elvira! <laughs> where you where you see Elvira? Twitter. Mm. Uh, She's in a pool. Finally, that vagina gets clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that chlorine in there, bitch. You're 70 year old. Got those titties. Hey, she, still, she still looks good. She's in a movie called Working Girls. Uh, she's young. She's still a redhead. Because you know she's a natural redhead, right? Yep. She's in her Playboy. She's still a redhead. And it's part of this fucking plot to steal shit. And she goes on stage at like a strip club and strips and dances. And she's fine as balls. Here's the thing. There was also a movie called Working Girl with like Meg Ryan. I was dating this chick. And uh, she's like, ah, let's rent a movie for my mom that we can watch, that my mom can watch with us and stuff. Oops. Uh, So we got to find. So I said, you know, working girl, Meg Ryan and shit, you know. So she's got working girls instead of working girl. And uh, they watched the movie. I wasn't there. Man, <laughs> oh, man. Good thing you weren't there. Man, oh, man. But I said, what's that title? I own it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm that sick kind of human. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh... And that's it from us. History, if you're high, episode two. All right. Yeah. Hey, Doc. Chicks with big tits. Women with bow-legged women. There you go. Perfectly shaped small ones are acceptable.